Welcome to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. This week, uh, I'm very excited. I sit down and talk with Bill Gillespie. Um, Bill is my doctor, and he's the coolest dude. Like, I have a couple friends who also have Bill as their doctor, and we're just like, man, we just want to hang out with Dr. Bill. Like, outside of, you know, having him, like, look at our leg injuries and stuff, <laughs> um, which he has many times. He's looked at various calf injuries and all of those things on on me. And I'm really grateful because he is an athlete. He's an endurance athlete. Uh, he swam at the University of Iowa. No big deal. Go Hawks, whatever. Um, <laughs> and he also competes in triathlons. Uh, is a trail runner, all the stuff. He, he just loves it, loves adventuring with his family, things like that. So, um, really this podcast might've just been an excuse to hang out with Dr. Bill, uh, at my house and just, and just chat and kind of like hear about his history as an athlete. Um, and really in all honesty, in this episode, we kind of go all over the place. We talk about many different things. Uh, it's super fun. Uh, I fully, fully, fully enjoyed the conversation. Um, and I'm just fascinated by the guy. He's a good dude. Uh, so yeah, I, also something I have to say, like, I want to get back into swimming. I just really enjoyed it. I'm not good at it at all, but when you're not good at something, you see that improvement, you know, like the improvement is really easy to kind of like trace and, I was consistent with it a few years ago, like pretty consistent with swimming, especially during the winter as kind of like a, like off season for trail running kind of deal. And I just noticed that growth, uh, through doing it consistently for like three or four months. And I really enjoyed it. Um, so I want to get back into it. So I'm hoping this podcast for me selfishly, uh, motivates me to, to give that another shot. Um, because you know, it's funny, like when I go run, I have moments where I don't listen to anything. Like if I'm in a race, I just don't listen to anything and use that time to clear my head. But, uh, I also have moments where like during training runs, like I'll listen to podcasts or, or sometimes music always with one headphone in. That's my advice. But, um, but I don't get that moment of just complete silence and clarity. And when I'm swimming in the water, it's complete silence. Like you're not even hearing any ambient noise, really. You're just hearing like the weirdness of being underwater, uh, which is kind of indescribable using words I'm realizing. So, um, but you, you get that silence and you get to just be with your thoughts. And for me, it's always like the first 10 laps or so are incredibly painful. And I'm always like, well, how can I do more than this? Like during the first 10, I'm just going, oh my gosh, like I cannot do more than I'm doing right now. Like I'm just completely out of it, out of energy, beat up, sore. And then as soon as I get past that though, like you get into a zone, you get into a rhythm and, and then your mind just kind of goes blank. It's really, really cool. So uh, yeah, but anyways, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. We talk a lot about all sorts of stuff. Um, he's also a dad. Uh, he likes to take his kids adventuring. We could probably do a whole entire podcast on many of these subjects. Uh, but yeah, this is just two dudes talking about adventuring and endurance and all that. So 
All right, guys, let's jump right into it. This is the Like a Bigfoot podcast number 272 with Bill Gillespie. Uh, Bill, how do you say your last name so I don't mess it up like an idiot? Gillespie. Gillespie. Yeah. How do other people say your last name? <laughs> well, I'll usually answer anything as long as it's not four letters. <laughs> it gets funnier when you realize I usually go by Bill, right? Cause I- <laughs> <laughs> but anyways man welcome to the podcast i'm excited i for like years now i told Lindsay, i'm like i want to interview dr bill for the podcast <laughs> you know i i man i warn you i'm as boring as it gets not unlike your life i have a job i have a wife i have children and i get a little bit of time to do some activity yeah so that we don't become overweight or so that we can drink beer and um that's about it man (laughs) does this sound familiar yeah but that's what's fascinating to me because it's like it's like looking in a mirror yeah and you gotta 10 years from now (laughs) can they see us because i have less hair than you i would appreciate if that's the mirror 10 years from now i'm i'm good i'm good (laughs) with it dude uh no man like that's the fascinating part though because you know so many people live that life and existence of just being dad and busy and stuff yeah but somehow you have to find ways to like carve out that time you know uh yeah for yourself yeah and it doesn't matter what your hobby is but you have to have that it's all part of the balance yeah right we've we've seen it go opposite ways in our times when work or school or when babies are born family taking over and we've had it come back the other way too where we've had just this steady calm in these other two parts of life and we're able to do training for big events which is fun too yeah but there's always a pendulum and you try to keep it overall balanced right somewhat in the middle i try you can tell me if it goes one way or the other too much it's difficult even like the whole like i'm training for a really hard thing that's all i'm focused on it's not that's not good either no, yeah. it's not because, um, and your wife gives me the stink eye at work periodically, so I can only imagine that she'll give you that same eye <laughs> when, right? Yeah. And everybody realizes that I work with your wife, which is how we yeah. met. Um, yeah, no, it, everything has to be a little bit in balance, otherwise, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. How do you find that balance, like, in your own life? A lot of communication and planning, yeah. right? So. Um, hey, honey, it turns out that they can't get enough lifeguards at the pool, uh, so they're not open on Tuesday mornings. Could I go after work? Would you be willing to pick up the kids? Gosh, yeah, as long as it's not forever, I can do that. Yeah. All right, thanks for understanding. If it's just like once a week kind of deal. Like, or one time in a once in a blue moon. Well, again, it's all about the communication piece, right? You think about the times that you and your wife have been cross with each other it's usually because expectations weren't met yeah right hey i thought you were going to pick up the kids i thought you were going to make dinner i thought i thought whatever the expectation was it wasn't met so when you communicate and say simply gosh um, is that all right if i do this or what are your plans can we do this Uh, and they're on board yeah yeah, that's fine that's cool plus you talked about the calendar special calendar Uh, we have one in our refrigerator i should have showed you yeah, is yours handwritten? And yeah, it has like a picture of the Mona Lisa or, or I don't some know. If the, I don't. Fields? I don't think it has the Mona Lisa. Nope, it's just a hand. But it is handwritten. That's awesome. Lindsay's man. like a total like handwritten like. I'm gonna introduce you guys to something called Google Calendar. 
So then we can like put stuff in while you're at work and she'll be like, oh, I guess Chris and Bill are going to meet up tonight. I wonder what they're doing. Another podcast? <laughs> um, or is it just us hanging out? And uh, yeah, so that's what we do. We put it in the calendar. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. But I think like, I don't know. I like having it handwritten on the refrigerator. I'm old. Maybe I'm too, like. I appreciate that, but I'm how do you? How, what do you do when somebody says, "Hey, Chris, can can you do this this night?" Do you say, "Wait a minute, let me go check my you calendar at it. home"? Dude, that's a good point. That is a good point. Hold on, let me get back to you. Tonight. Hold on, <laughs> hold, hold on. I'm waiting for the U.S. mail to come, Chris. You know, there's email, right? <laughs> I was just telling Harper that I was like, I texted my dad, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, I don't like Grandpa doesn't always text. Like, that's not something like his way of communicating." And I was basically like, yeah, he didn't have cell phones when he was growing up. And she was like, what? Oh, eyes, eyes go big and wide. She's like, how did, how did he, how did he talk to people? I was like, I mean, they had phones. Right, right. <laughs> that, you know, I, I envy the day. I miss the day of the flip phone because it, it was small. It yes. fit in my pocket and you could open it by just a little thing. And it was the cool when you did that. It was super cool. <laughs> and you know what people could do? They could call me. Yeah. And that's it. They could try to text me, but it would come off, and I'd have to push a bunch of buttons if I wanted to text. So I wouldn't text. It was just the flip phone. Um, and now, you know, there's all this stuff. There's this email and the text. So much. So much. So much. Especially, like, for you and, like, your job. Mmm. A mm. lot of information. People always ask, ah, I know a doctor don't like it when I do this, but I was Googling, you know, doing Dr. Google. I actually don't mind it because people are pretty smart. Yeah. And they'll come in and they'll have three or four things on their differential diagnosis they think it could be and some yeah. history and physical later and we narrow it down to one. Um, but there's so my point is there's so much information out there. Dude, it's so much. And you can't hang up. Like remember a flip phone you can like dramatically oh, like dramatically. you can express your emotions while hanging up. You know? <laughs> you don't get to do that anymore. People That's are so not true. in touch with their emotions because they can't. They just have to push a button. <laughs> That's my theory. I have that theory. Because you used to be able to like slam it when you had like oh into the wall. oh this was the uh, the avocado phone on the wall. Just yeah. slam it down. Slam that. Yeah. Now, do you use emojis when you text? I do. People? I don't know if I'm ashamed to say that. And it's always like, this, I want people to know I'm happy when I text. So I use too many explanation points. Like, here, I'm gonna pull out. You we texted today. We texted Which today, kind of confirming I, things. There were there was a double exclamation see, point. Sometimes there's triple. Uh, wait, I'm going back. There was a double exclamation point on the text before that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I did get an emoji because you know me. I'm like I'm like <laughs> I'm always energetic, you know. And and then I add that little smiley face at the end so people That's know right. I'm like no, it's cool. Like I'm smiling. Do, <laughs> Do you find your energeticism uh-huh. from uh, talking to people, from being a blown? How do you recharge? Are you officially an introvert that has to go out and run to reconnect? Yeah. Or is it like, no, man, I get up in front of the class and I come home and I am pumped? Yeah, I'm definitely – so I always thought I was an introvert because I was confused by like – I thought I meant shy. I was an only child growing up. So, yeah, yeah man. So I thought I was shy. But really, I just didn't have anyone to talk. Like, I didn't have a brother or sister <laughs> to talk to. I was really just like, yeah. Myself. I was like, ready to talk. No, but <laughs> then I realized I am an extrovert. I did, uh, I did, I do this thing with my leadership kids actually called Sixteen Personalities. Yeah. It's a Myers Briggs test. Okay. And the one I got 
nailed like it nailed it i was reading it and i was like whoa that's me yeah and it was it did say i was extroverted but it was more kind of in the middle so i definitely need both yeah it it kind of falls towards the middle we we did this uh uh, residency and i again was on the introvert side with that hint of extrovert yeah um yeah a little bit of both yeah yeah i think Lindsay's (laughs) home Speaking of, uh, I know, man. I I told I'm you. Surprised she's not waving through the window. Well, I told you earlier, man. She might need to just relax for a minute. Cause I didn't see her all day. She was so busy. Yeah. I walked by a couple times on my way to other rooms, but yeah, uh, yeah Mondays are like that. Well, I want so I want to hear like obviously like you've been an athlete like lifelong oh, athlete yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I know you swam at Iowa. Yes. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, I also know that because I've gone, like, I swim every once in a while. Yeah. And I tell Lindsay how long it takes me to do a mile. <laughs> and then she's like, let me ask Bill how long it takes him. Oh, I'm like, I don't, don't ask him that. I, I, I don't yeah, I remember because I remember thinking, oh, man, let me think. What was my all-time best when I was half yeah. my age and yes. in shape? What was it? Uh, I went 15.53 my senior year. Um I which, can't even fathom that. Which was still, I mean, I didn't even score at our Big Ten conference meet. Right. I know these people, I think of, um, gosh, uh, Fink was his name. The Olympics this year, yeah. there was a distance swimmer for the U.S. Just absolutely phenomenal where he swam the race perfectly on both the 800 and 1500, sat there on these guys' shoulders at their waist for 700 meters <laughs> and then dropped the hammer and won it. Won gold both ways. The like 1,400 easy. meters sat there, easy. made it look easy. Phenomenal. Oh, I get goosebumps Dude, thinking about it. They they make it look easy though. That's what I don't understand because when I'm in the water, I look like a. I, I was about to say fish. I don't look like a fish. I look like the opposite. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what I look like. I just look stupid. Is what I'm trying to say. No, man. If you, we, but we, people glide like you, we talk. Yeah, we talk about this. Where wouldn't it be neat to see some average Joe going out there and hitting a tennis ball with these professionals, or uh, average Joe running 100 meters next to these world class yes. athletes, and just to give them a better sense of a, or give us a better sense of appreciation about how good they are. Yeah. Actually, that's my one issue with the Olympics when I was watching this summer. I was like, I don't even remember what I was watching. I think it was archery. But I was just like, they're so good that it's not even super entertaining because... No, no, it was rowing. Oh. Because I'm like, rowing, like I've read books about it and I know like there are times where you can like wreck the boat and all that i've heard this too yeah yeah but when it's you watch a lot the of techniques when you watch the olympics you don't even realize it because they're just so incredibly good so we're talking about these athletes who have dedicated their life to a sport to get to this point i could not figure out i've been thinking about this since i knew we were getting together yeah how did you make this transition from star football player to endurance athlete not star football player <laughs> what are you talking about you married the the head cheerleader, the captain of the cheerleading we team. Like, Obviously, you were the star. That's the way it works. Have you seen? Have you I have seen, seen all the. Have movies. you seen an '80s movie? I have seen the '80s movies. <laughs> I thought that was how it worked, dude. I remember in high school, <laughs> freshman year, uh, we get done with football practice, and it was the practice like they told us who the captains were, and I was the captain. I'm like, whoa, yeah, I'm a captain on the football team. Yes. And then that night was a dance. And reality set in where I was like, no one gives a shit. Like, <laughs> I was like, I walked into the dance being like, here we go. 
I'm gonna own this school. Oh and then instantly like, nope, that's not me or how this works. And that reality is so brought back down. Funny. Yeah. That sounds like me in medical school wanting to give all kinds of great advice about whatever organ system we just studied and it turns out nobody nobody wants my advice, man. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah, but now people do. Yeah, when they ask for it. Yeah. And only then would I, yeah, yeah, give them that advice. I don't know. Endurance, like, it just went from the basic idea of, like, I was training for rugby and oh, started running. And, yeah. And then all of a sudden liked running. It yes. Was weird. And then from there, just, like, I feel like I've been slow. Like, some people get into this, like, they dive in head first. Yeah, for way me, deep. it's, like, slowly getting into some of the the distances and stuff i don't know no i like that so you were running as training for other things yeah. and you're like hmm where's this gonna yeah i like this yeah let me keep going but it was all about forcing myself to do it for like five months straight like i didn't like yeah. it for about yeah. probably like five months your point's well taken if you're not in running shape man <laughs> it hurts to get there <laughs> yeah. right yeah it just does yeah. and yeah. then yeah you well, get there and it clicks and yeah. And then, then when it clicks, though, you're like, there's nothing better. Like, I don't know. Do you have a favorite running book that um, you're like, oh, man? I mean, everyone loves Born to Run, right? Have you read it? I have read it. So I read I'm, that, and then the next, like, two weeks later, ran a marathon. Two weeks later? Yeah. You had been training? I was, like, kind of training, and then I read the book, and I was like, oh, I should just run a marathon. And then I just went so from school one day. And just went out the door. And ran 26.2 miles yeah. on your own. Yeah. In Ankeny. <laughs> oh I don't so know, man. Awesome. Book? Like, I don't know. What about you? Um, no, I think of several. They're um, uh, Once a Runner. Okay. All-time favorite. Down. Yep, absolutely. Um, and he actually had two more after that, okay. which, which were fun as well. Um, I enjoyed being out here in Colorado, uh, running with the Buffalo. Dude. Um, about their 1990, I want to say 98, um, NCAA championship team. Yeah. Um, those are probably my two favorite. I'm thinking about pure running ones. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. When did you get into it? Like, were you always an athlete? Like, obviously, yeah. you were a swimmer. No, you know, we grew up in a, a small farming town of 2000 where... Yeah, everybody was there for the Friday night football game, but it was the cross-country team that were the champions. Yeah. And so in junior high even, there was a junior high cross-country team, uh, and we would go and run. Um, my dad ran at Kansas State in the 60s, so there okay. was some, hey, man, why don't you go run? <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, I took this swimming detour and um, – Running was always there, though, in the off-season. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, let's be honest, it's so easy to put on a pair of shoes and go out rather yeah. than apparently in COVID you need a, a reservation yep. to go swimming yep. and a swimsuit in the time in the pool, and it's just a, a big deal. It's a lot harder to do it. And my motivation at 5 in the morning, jumping in, like, a <laughs> pool is a lot harder than just going out the door, especially, like, in December when it's super cold. And you're like, Oh my god, I'm gonna get in a pool oh, right man. now. No, the easiest it's been for me to get in in the morning pool is when Micah, uh, seventh grade, swam for the summer swim team, and yeah. so she would dive in. They would always have a couple of like 
lap swimmer lanes and so we would go and she'd swim her practice and i'd dive in at the same time nice. that was a lot easier to have somebody else motivating me yeah. to get there yeah unless it's i agree with you otherwise yeah. did you like running right away like when you started in junior high yeah it was never it was never bad okay um i feel like and i still do chase that and you've had this and and elite athletes <clears throat> not us um but we'll talk about being uh, in fuego in whatever it is where everything is so easy and it's so fast and i find myself continually chasing <laughs> that because it happens so rare but you get it every once in a while every once in a while you get a little taste it's that uh a golf shot that golf shot that you hit that keeps you coming back that was yeah. just perfect but you get that and you're like man i want to find that again how do i get that yeah is there any way like do you know like a, is there a shortcut t for you to get it because for me it's like i can picture it i'm going down yeah. a trail every like i'm not listening to anything every movement is feeling correct yes and i'm like kind of not thinking about it. i'm just going like by instinct yes but it rarely happens no it rarely <laughs> does um and uh no, they, they, the people write books and spend a lifetime and psychologists money to find that and have that perfect race. Yeah. I don't know of any quick way other than the preparation Yeah, and trying over and over. Just doing it. And but I also feel it. like if you're not distracting yourself, if you're like recovering properly, uh, which you know, I don't have, I'm, I'm not... I'm not always recovered Re properly. Reco recovery. That's for old people, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? What? Come on, Come man. On, we just go dude. out and pound and pound. Yeah. And then you eat some food and you're good. Who did? Uh, oh, um, who was our marathoner silver medalist? Um, oh, I'm trying to remember. Oh, shoot. Um, I'm, I'm embarrassing myself now. This year in the oh, No, no. In 04. Yeah. In 2004. Anyway, uh, he was talking about aging, yeah. and it was really funny because he's like, yeah, when I was young, I could do 10 one-mile repeats on the six minutes and, and hold 453s. <laughs> and <laughs> he's like, now that I'm older, I can only do about eight of them at 457s. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I cannot even yeah. fathom that kind of speed and endurance and, and and then you look further even that precision to say boy am i off because it's four seconds slower a yeah. mile yeah yeah that's the curse of the elite athlete though Ooh. like you have that going on you're like oh i got one second off right yeah in whatever yeah i don't even, i i just go like i probably 10 minute miles pace most days i would say well yeah that's because you're training for like that's to true. run across the country. No, no. Yeah, you are. Which one are you? What's your next race? I don't know. I just raced this weekend. Oh, what'd you do? Uh, I did. Uh, <laughs> I did a 50k run on Saturday. Okay. It was like 35 miles. Is a little bit more. Super hilly. So 30, 30. Oh, 35. You yeah, just said I was then, doing the math in my and head. And then I did that same course on the mountain bike yesterday or on Sunday. So two days. <laughs> but here's the thing. Recovery wise, I you just eat a whole bunch of food. Like people, yes, people think you're gonna not be able to do it. Like you're gonna be so sore, right? Which is true. You're definitely sore for a bit, but if you just eat a tremendous amount of food on Saturday, like the after the first thing, right? And then you wake up and you kind of like slowly start moving. Like once you're like a mile or so down the trail, like you loosen up, honestly. 
That's awesome. Yeah, but you just got to eat that food. You have to get. You have to replace those glycogen <laughs> stores. Yeah, all of it. So what? Yeah, what kind of food is it after um, a monster day like that? Yeah, we had spaghetti and meatballs. That's so I delicious. I ate legitimately like t- ten or eleven meatballs, and I felt bad. We were at Lindsay's stepbrother's house. I ate all of their food. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to text her today. I was going to text his wife today and be like, Tina, I'm so sorry. I ate like half of the food in your house probably. So so funny. That is so funny. But Uh, yeah, man, I don't know. No. No, I, I, I remember uh, training hard days uh, and, and growing in high school, and maybe you remember this too, but there, was a, there, have been, there were several times when my parents would say, we're going over so-and-so's house to eat dinner. We'd be like, great, they're terrific cooks. Yeah. And, and then my mother would sit us down and make us eat before we went because of exactly what you just <laughs> talked about, right? So here you're, whatever, you're 17, 18, and already eating and training. And um, yeah, so we would not embarrass her, I yeah. think, was the her ultimate goal. Yeah, yeah. Had nothing to do with us getting enough food. <laughs> well, let me t- hear about swimming. So this is what I know about the sport, mm. which isn't a lot, but I do know that there are a lot of like two-a-days. Like you're yeah. waking up early, mm-hmm. you're putting in the mm-hmm. laps, mm-hmm. and then yeah. later in the day you put in more laps. And it yeah. just seems mm-hmm. to me like you have to be, like you're burning like a tremendous amount of energy every yeah. single day. Yeah, I mean, in college was probably the most yardage we would do. Yeah. And we would swim uh, 6,000 in the morning. Um, we'd dive in at 615. Um, there'd be breakfast um classes and then afternoon would uh be anywhere from six to ten thousand that might be a little bit of a stretch on that top one uh yards um and then mornings were four days a week um there would be three lift sessions and then uh saturday mornings we and then we'd have sundays off and 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 I mean, and that was just, I don't know, I don't think it was anything special, uh, depending on which group you were in. If you're in the distance group, there yeah. might be more of that 10,000 in the afternoon. If you're in the sprint group, it'd be a little less. And our yardage, I don't think is that much different than what you know, people at the Olympic level are doing, because we had Olympians on our team yeah, um, and medalists on our team. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, and everybody was in it, so it just it kind of felt normal until you were hanging out with people in your major, and then you'd be like, oh, yeah. Maybe. It uh, seems like, to me, not knowing like about every single sport in college, but I'm like, that has to be like significantly some of the most active time, like t- just time-wise. You, I'm like, dude, it seems yeah. like swimmers are like yeah. all the time. Yeah, so the NCAA came in. Oh, did they? Just before we, uh, was it my sophomore year, and limited uh, collegiate practice times to 20 hours a week. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, right, so you couldn't make it a a part-time job. Um, It was interesting. um, We had two two things on that. Um, Our program didn't have any problems with it. We were right around that anyway. Um, there were some of the endurance Olympians that quit college because of that. Um, Janet oh, Evans okay. is the one I'm thinking of from the they 80s wanted to and do 90s. more. They wanted to do more than that. 
and NCAA was saying no. Um, so yeah, um, you know, I don't know if that was for us. I, I think it was more for football when you talk about watching film yeah. and practice. I, you you can tell me what yeah. practices and time was true, like. but I'm just saying like for swimming, you're yeah. like active that whole time. Like watching film is. You're sitting there. You're breaking it yeah, down like man. mentally. No, right? We should we should watch more film. And man. you're getting ripped on by all the coaches. It's that actually. You know what? Like <laughs> watching film. Watching film probably taught me more about like accepting criticism <sighs> than anything else. And my buddy Travis in high school. Yeah. Every time he would start saying like the coach would like critique something yeah and he would start like trying to explain no, oh not, no 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 yeah like, no the answer is no up. right yeah. yeah like just don't say anything <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> but i don't know i mean if you guys watch film i'm sure it would have been the same thing your coaches would have been critiquing your form oh, and all that gosh stuff. Should you imagine a bunch of what well, you can because you did it but a bunch of dudes in a room and <laughs> it's like yeah man why didn't you whatever yeah. make that tackle how did he step over i know you? and i'm like hey okay let me think exactly to what i thought two days ago like yeah. i don't know right <laughs> um, but it was useful it was useful for an ex- certain extent but after a while you're just like dude i can't watch any more film like i get right. it yeah i get I, what i need I to know what do. right we can move on but um did you you did you only play football in high school you didn't no, play one track. year in college oh you did yeah yeah at division wartburg you know wartburg college in northern iowa no but i was like it sounds familiar oh yeah because it's, it's like northern by, iowa by northern by you and i yeah. uh-huh um it was division three and it was that i learned probably i learned so much just from that one year yeah but i also learned i didn't want to stay there and try to play football and grind it out yeah man so i was like looking over in practice and i saw the girls playing rugby and i had played like my last year in high school and i was like i think i'd rather just be playing rugby right now sounds more fun yeah it was kind of that and yeah so did you go to Warburg all four years? No, just I, the first year, and then, then I went to you, Iowa. You came down to Iowa. See, yeah. that's what I thought. That's yeah, yeah. how I always knew. I didn't know about that first year. Yeah, and then I played rugby there, and that was just club, which was super fun. Oh, yeah. so fun. Yeah, you just you go get beers after the game with the other team. <laughs> with the other team, yeah. you would? Yeah, it's the Where best. did you play at on campus? Where were your um, games be? It was by the – so the place I always lifted at was the tennis center. Yep. If you remember that. So it was kind of right by the tennis center. It was like across the street. There was a big open field there. It was kind of by where everyone parked their cars off campus. <laughs> like, I'm desperately trying to I know, think. I know, I know. It was by Iowa City West. Yeah, you're out by the field hockey. Uh, yes, yeah, it was yeah. out there. So yeah, it was a ways from campus. But yeah. We would play, and uh, yeah, man, it was the best, dude. Those were the best times. Well, that was part of like – the college experience of just being on a team with a bunch of other dudes and do you, do you come back and live in the dorms now so you're a sophomore when you come to iowa no. city no you, you just instantly got a place off campus yeah basically who'd you live with then uh my buddies shane and elliot elliot duval were they he was from alabama <laughs> that's awesome how did you know them they're from high school oh so you just came over and said guys i'm coming to school with you and they're like basically, great we got a place yeah basically yeah Oh, which that's was perfect. Awesome. And we were off campus by like three miles. So we just ride our bike and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's because it, it's like real estate now. The closer you get, the more expensive rent yes. would be, which is why we had many roommates. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But where'd you live? This is uh, this is called the Iowa City section of the podcast. That's awesome. 
We lived in the quad uh, okay. freshman year, which I understand <laughs> no longer exists. It shouldn't exist. All of our so a bunch of my friends from high school lived there their freshman year. Yeah. And I'd come down and visit, and I'm like, this place is falling. Like it was falling apart. I understand they made a pharmacy building out of it. I love my clinical pharmacist, but really, come on. Out of the quad? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was like fall, like it was falling apart. It was like probably moldy and it just smelled bad. I feel like Lindsay was right across the uh, in Hill. Was, she was, was she Hillcrest? Yeah, she was, no. No, no, no. She was the tall Slater. The, Slater, yeah, yeah, the tall dorm. Yeah. Yeah, she was in Slater. Yeah. One um, time I went awesome. to quad to the quad on like a Friday night as I was in town visiting. Because there's a lot going on, let me tell you. A lot going on on a Friday night. Not at the quad, man. What are you doing there? Well, all my friends were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, like, walked in. This is not even a made-up story. I walked in, (laughs) and I went into the bathroom, and I heard someone throwing up in the stall next to me, obviously, Friday night in college. Right. And I was like, I could tell by the noises that it was my friend. Shut up. So I was like, You've heard him him throw up so many times. Apparently, I was like... (laughs) I was like, hey, is that you? He's like, yeah, man. I'm like, hey, what's up? You okay? That is hilarious. But yeah, dude, Iowa City was fun, though, man. I loved it. Iowa City is awesome. I have a, I had a friend text me today. Uh, so we had gone on our recruiting trip together, uh, which was a great memory of, gosh, too many years ago. His daughter is going on her recruiting trip this weekend for soccer. And he was like, hey, man. I was like, yeah, ours was fun. I hope she has a great experience. <laughs> You're like, did that make you feel old? Yeah. yeah. So he was the first one of our kids, of our kind of group to have kids. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's kind of showing yeah. me the ropes of what these kids do. I know, right? Like yeah. eventually going to college and right? stuff. They yeah. do that. I was I'm going like, to cry so much when that happens. I was, I was talking to Lindsay the other day, uh, actually, and yeah, like, was I in on the conversation? Maybe I was gently invited in, but one of the gals we work with, her daughter just left for college, and she's like, oh my gosh, I just wish she was back. Yeah. And Lindsay's like, oh my gosh, I just want to get away for a minute. <laughs> and, 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 and our kids are just a little bit older, so we're in the sweet spot of where they can come with us and do fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I always remind myself every day, I'm like, you're gonna miss this someday. Right? You will. One of the one of the pieces of advice my friend said was, uh, again, having kids older, take as many pictures as you can, and I always forget they do change. Yeah. Because we look, we get these little memory things that pop I know, up. Right. You don't have real memories anymore. It's all on your phone. I would. <laughs> it's all. It's all right there. If I had a flip phone, I wouldn't get a memory. Yeah, you wouldn't have any memory if you had a flip phone. You'd be so screwed. <laughs> But it could be from like two years ago. It's like, oh my gosh, they've changed so much. Remember how much fun that was? I know. But you also are forgetting. Like, you take pictures when they're all super happy and stuff. Oh, man. There's so many You forget about times. the other moments. Yeah. So many hard times exactly. of, well, what do you mean you can't put on your shoes? I've asked you three times. Well, it's the same, like, thinking back to college. Like, I remember, like, honestly, oh. I would much rather be doing what I'm doing now than college. Like, man. it was so stressful. I'd always, I always felt perpetually behind on studying yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I was always freaking out about upcoming tests or papers, you know. But you but you look back now and no. you don't you don't remember no. that stuff. No, I you don't remember rem- your buddy puking and realizing that ah, <laughs> Isn't that the truth, man? And now you say that I'm like, oh, I remember trudging home from the yeah. library yes. well after dark. Oh yeah. man, this is oh, We so would hard. close out the library. So Lindsay hard. And I would, would you guys stay up there? Yeah, until I'm, it closed down. They close at midnight during the week? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so, because I'd leave about 
10, I believe. Yeah, we would close it out some nights, and it was always because we were just cramming for tests. Yeah, I know that feeling of just feeling behind. It was crazy. Were you man. were you uh, education major? Um, not at first. Eventually, I was. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. So um, that was actually the best part when you finally got into your major. I was Man. like, thank God. No, that's how I felt. Yeah. Is uh, yeah, we got into these. Yeah, it's more junior, certainly by senior year, and oh, so fun. Yeah. 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 Actually, things you wanted to take as opposed right. to whatever requirements. Yeah. Did you go to med school there too? No, I went back across the river to Illinois for medical school. Okay. And um, so, what brought you out to Colorado? Uh, there was a girl. Uh, no. <laughs> Kate and I met in Chicago, uh, and it was interesting because we were kind of starting to date, and, and I was like, hey, i got to tell you, I'm going to school. I'm going to start school here, and she's like, uh, yeah, that's cool. And then about a year into school, she's like, hey, I'm thinking I'm moving out to Colorado, and I was like, yeah, that's cool. I'm still in school. And then when it came time for residency, it was like, where am I going to look? Yeah. And uh, so I said, hey, Kate, I was thinking about, you know, maybe somewhere in Denver, since there are like five family practice residencies to apply to in the city. Yeah. What do you think of that? She's like, oh, I think that'd be a good idea. <laughs> uh, my brother also went to the academy out here, so we had some experience okay. of coming out. Yeah. And then now that I'm out here, I cannot imagine we were just talking about this going back. Yeah. I mean, uh, then you live on like, like at the bottom of like a trail up into the mountains. It's right there. Yeah. Yeah, no, everything that people plan a year's vacation around, whether it's a ski trip, a backpacking trip, whatever, to come to Colorado, and we'll do it on the weekend. Yeah, it's not crazy. That's pretty special. You're just like, oh, man, I'm a, I'm a lucky guy. That's but, pretty special. Yeah, man, so what – Um, I know you do, you've do. you done triathlons in the past, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Lindsay's told me about that. Yeah. She actually says she's like, I think Bill does really well. He just never talks about it. Is that true? <laughs> um, at, at some point, I realized that the only way I would make it to Kona is to volunteer at the medical tent, so I did that. Okay, cool. Yeah. How was that experience? Yeah, very, very neat. Um, yeah, mostly it was uh, dehydration, as you could imagine. It prevented, yeah. presented in a bunch of different ways. Anything from, man, I've got bad headaches or... Um, man i'm just really tired i'm like well yeah you just you know did an event of 10 10 hours in the heat (laughs) and humidity to you know i've lost 15 pounds since my pre-race weight oh would you come sit down uh so it wasn't like exciting medicine but just need to be around it part of these elite athletes how does someone lose 15 pounds yeah really dehydration yeah 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 so what do you do in that case like as a doctor just give them water. We hydrate them. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Usually they're pretty nauseated as well, and so it's IV Do people foods. mess up that whole like electrolyte water balance? Yeah, that was the thing that we. So we had had. I say we volunteered uh, the whole week before uh, the race is a uh, a conference uh, about athletics, specifically endurance athletics. And so one of the, you know, hour-long lectures was on low sodium or hyponatremia. And so that was always on our radar to be looking for signs of that. That and hyperthermia, right? These people are in the heat. So how high does your temperature get? So those are really the two big, oh, shoot things that you need to not miss um, on those events. And the the low sodium is actually uh, the drinking only water. Too much water. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not a... 
not a sodium problem. It's not like you didn't put enough salt on your bagel. It, it's a water problem. Yeah. Uh, and you have to have that balance because I've taken like the the pills, right? Yeah. Yeah. How have you done with those? I, I've done okay, but I was smart enough. Like when I took one, I made sure to drink a whole bunch of water too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I think I'm doing this correctly, but you never know. And I think the best way to know is like once you get used to it and you feel it in your body, you can feel like even this weekend. Yeah. Because everyone, all the aid stations had, um, what's that stuff called? Tailwind, like the electrolyte Oh, stuff. it's an electrolyte mix. Yeah. And so a couple of them, like I'll try to get that every so often, but I didn't yeah. want that all the time. Yeah. But I kept accidentally filling up with just Tailwind. Oh, yeah. And so after a while, I was like starting to get like a headache. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I think it's because I've had too much, too much electrolytes. Like I need to man get some water it's but you have to feel it really you're so right i think that i mean there's always a rule of thumb for most things um and i feel like it's a gram of uh, salt every hour yeah and and then you get to vary it based on you based on conditions which makes it even more tricky yes i've certainly seen people come back bloated from just holding on to fluid taking too much salt oh okay yeah i've done that yeah yeah. yeah, you felt that. Your hands like swell Just, up and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. too much salt? Yeah, usually. Oh, holding on to too much fluid. Oh, okay. Can't pee it all off. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever have like during a triathlon, like you pee and it's clear and you're like, yes. Oh, man. Like I like that celebrate a, that. Isn't that great? <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I don't remember personally thinking that. I remember keeping an eye on it, you know, during yeah. these longer ones. Um I, I, I've certainly read, too, where, you know, uh, again, these are with these elite people that people actually care about, but they'll say they want to finish dehydrated because if you're actually replacing everything, mm. you're, you're just, you can't absorb it. I mean, you're just yeah. too much, and you're not going to be able to race at peak. Um, yeah. But, oh, yeah. I, I just remembered a book. Have you read Endure? No, but I'm excited oh. about it. Now I'm going to take the note. What is that one it's, about? It's um so it was basically uh it's it was written before they broke the 2-hour marathon. Whoa. So like a few years ago and uh-huh. it was based around like I think Nike was trying to break it or something like that and they had a bunch of scientists studying it. Yeah, and yeah. And this guy wrote a book basically where he broke down the factors of like endurance yeah. that could stop you. That was his Whoa. idea. He was like, let's talk about water for one chapter. Let's talk about Whoa. heat adaptation. Let's talk about salt, all that stuff. Yes. And it's pretty fascinating. And I'm sure they talk about that in there. I just have to reread it. I think it's by Alex Hutchinson, I think. I'm totally going to look that yeah. up. It's really good. And it's it's written in a way that it's like, it's a scientific book, but it's actually like entertaining too. Oh yeah, yeah. And my buddy Jake Reed is a professor at Northern Iowa. Yes. Like a physiology professor. Yes, I love these and guys. He like yeah, he assigns this book to. Oh yeah, students. like hey, look, got to go read this. Yeah, he's this like you education. have to read it, and then I think he does the thing where the last chap, the last uh, paper they write, he's like pretend there was another chapter with like recent research yeah. on like what would it be about? Right. Yeah. Well, I understand that's how Nike did it was they decreased or improved as many factors as they could yeah. to break the two hour, yeah. which is why it wasn't official, right? Yeah. Because there were too many like controlled like, things. Yeah. What did they have like pacers? And... Oh yeah. Did you see that breaking two the movie? I think so. 
I think I've seen it. I've seen <laughs> I've seen so many endurance things. Love it. Uh, hey, you clicked another running book, another favorite. Yeah, basically. Uh, I'm like, oh, dude. <laughs> the the um shoot now I have to think of it. Race Race to the Sun. It's about uh-huh. the early '80s Boston Marathon with Alberto Salazar. Yep. Have you read this one? Yes, and yeah. that stuff's mentioned. Well, actually, what what you brought up that reminded me of it yeah. was the whole idea of like wanting to finish like at a, a weight that is like dangerously lower than yeah. your start weight. Because I think in this book he talks about how some people, you know, back before they had all this research, just straight up wouldn't drink water in a marathon. Yes, that's yeah. exactly what uh, Salazar did during yeah. that race. Yeah, it's crazy though. It is. It, it's just asinine now just knowing what we know about yeah, yeah how performance decreases after whatever, an hour of yeah. not drinking water. and Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Well, what what have you, like, learned or gained from doing these triathlons? And mm. Which ones have been, like, the hardest ones mm. or the most memorable? Oh, that's neat. Um, man, a, a lot of learning that, like we just said, you, you, you can't catch that feeling in a bottle for whatever reason has to be the right day the right conditions yeah. the, you have to be in the right mental state you said um and it's really hard to recreate um and it's also that um man it, it's a little bit of enjoy it why you got it and can do it because uh whatever that speed at whatever age starts to go down and you're like whoa what happened why can't i do that anymore yeah and uh yeah, it's fun just to acknowledge and know. Uh, hardest races, uh, Louisville, this Ironman was uh, a first one, which just makes it hard. And then the heat, it was 90 degrees, 90% humidity on the run <laughs> for an ill-prepared uh, novice. someone's scared because you've never done the distance Never before. done the distance. Yeah, that was probably the hardest where at one point uh, – I thought, how exactly am I going to finish? Let me stop and let me just sit underneath this tree and think about that for a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's the strategy. Yeah, though. have you have you been there at this point where you're like, yeah, yeah. You're just like, I just need to. And I think that's actually like talking with a few friends, like that's actually like a fairly like mature way of handling that. <laughs> Believe it or did, not, did I did I did I not mention the tears that yeah, were streaming no, no, no. down my face? Crying's part of it for sure. Yeah. But you just sit down and stop, and you're yeah. just like, okay, yeah. I know I can stop, and I know I'll get better uh-huh. if I just slow down. Yeah. But some people try to like power through, and then they hit a wall so hard That's they it. can't. They're gone. Yeah, yeah. They can't come back from. Yeah. But so you're crying in Louisville? Well, I don't know that I was crying. <laughs> I do remember distinctly sitting underneath the tree though, and people saying, "You all right, man?" And me being like. Just taking a break here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was probably the hardest. That's Dude, I one. can't even imagine, like, any triathlon, really. Like, I just What are you talking it. about? You run, you bike, no, and I know. you told me you swim. That's what a tri- I get you it, do but, it. Uh, you already do it. Not, not all at once, though, you know? Like, combining please, all of that please. into one day. Well, yeah, but you know what? That's the, like, the far extreme of it. Um, the ones I enjoy, I mean, the sprint ones are fun. Those are an hour long event, right? Yeah. Short for you. Yeah. It's right up your alley. And you're like going for it though. Are you out of breath like the whole time? Like, yeah, really well, pushing? yeah, you're, I mean, it's a, um, what do you call it? A threshold, uh, yeah. test when you do that. What, you know, how, how long fast can I go in an hour? Yeah. So you're at threshold the whole time. That sounds like it hurts. 
Do you think that's harder? What's that? Like, if you're just mm. pushing... Like, I almost think a 5K at times, if you're really pushing, is just as hard in a completely different way. Oh, for sure, right? Yeah. I see see exactly what you're saying. Yeah, it's such a different mindset of dealing with that lactic acid, um, you know, uh, with these shorter 5Ks versus just the mental state it takes to do 35 miles and just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing you're just going to be there for a while. I'm just going to be there. I enjoyed it. God, I was like, of course you did. Lindsay had How? a harder job. Why? What'd you, oh, she had the three she kids. She had the three kids. It was way harder. Being a parent and being a busy human being, like, during a normal day is harder than just having one thing to do during uh, the day. Amen to that. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. I was thinking about this this weekend. Um, just because something's hard doesn't mean you have to really suffer, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. It, like it was physically hard, but my mind right. was like, yeah, weirdly at peace. <laughs> Man, we, gosh, you're hitting on um, uh, this uh, open water swim I did a couple years ago, where uh, Kate was my uh, kayaker next to me, passing me juice boxes and um, and kind of guiding me straight. And people would ask afterwards, hey, man, how was that? And I was like, oh, it was great. It was like date morning with my wife. You know, we were out there in the open water. The sun was rising. It was just me and her. The kids were with my buddy. He was feeding them donuts, you know, and it was just awesome. The two of us hanging out that morning. Where were you? Yeah. Oh, that was Horse Tooth Res in Fort Collins. Yeah. Yeah. They put on an open water swim each year. That's cool. Is that freaky at all to you, or the like, open water? Yeah, just being in the open water, and I mean, you're you're a confident swimmer. Yeah, n- not the lake so much here. I, I I've certainly swum though. Um, I don't know one of these beach vacations and been surprised by the undersea animals. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's a turtle! <gasps> okay, it's a turtle. <laughs> Have you had this? Do you know what I'm talking about? I've had like swimming in the ocean, and me, I've come out of the water and be like oh my god i just saw a jellyfish yes freaking out oh completely. but then i look back and it's like a plastic bag with like string stop it yeah that is I'm great like, no 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 it's funny wildlife will get you have you seen wildlife on your runs yeah of course you well, oh yeah you were house, just telling right? me about your oh yeah, yeah you were just telling me about your jumping over a snake today on yeah, accident i got all that stuff yeah yeah all of it basically oh yeah that happened and it's kind of yeah. freaky but i think if you're once you get used to it and you're like prepared sure sure you know it's the possibility and you're like okay yeah how am i going to prepare for this and the big thing is not like spooking anything like making sure they know you're there yeah oh totally totally yeah no that's exactly right yeah but the ocean is a whole different beast (laughs) like that i'm like no there are like legitimate monsters in the ocean yeah like you mean like sharks sharks and like Freaking giant squids and stuff. <laughs> trying to think, have I ever come across a shark like open water swim? I, I have not. Certainly, yeah, people man. have. Is yeah. it one of those things where you're like, I know they're probably around, you know, but I'm just not witnessing them or what? Yeah, right. Kind of like the the mountain lion. Yeah, exactly. Right? They they say they've seen you like a billion times before you've seen them yeah. once. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I mean, no, I think I'm with you that the risk is overall pretty low when you're talking about it. But it is a risk. It's still there. But it's there. Yeah. This is me. Like, next week I'll be coming to you. 
Why? At, what are you going to come in for? At the clinic with what like for? a shark bite or something. Man, that would be something. I'd love to hear your story <laughs> about that. <laughs> I do want to ask you a couple like doctor questions. Not like as like, hey, I'm seeking advice. But yeah. I just want to hear about this. Like when you, um, you have patients who are athletes and then they get injured in a mm-hmm. certain way. And yeah. then you have patients who aren't athletes and they oh, yeah. get injured in the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do they handle it differently? Uh, like, e- yeah, it's interesting. It's usually the people uh, that are not athletes that are almost more disappointing because they're, especially if they're just trying to get in shape, they're like, oh, you know, I was trying oh, to do what you said and go to the gym yeah. and now my heel hurts like stink and I've got this terrible plantar fasciitis. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's really talking to what are your goals and what's the risk, you know, take this plantar fasciitis, um, be pretty rare to actually snap that plantar fascia. Um, but here's the deal. When can you go back running? Well, when you can tolerate it, man. Yeah. It hurts too much. Why are you asking me if you can run when it hurts so much you can't even run? Yeah. Um, here are the things we can do to get you back. Um and we talk about that and you know and then the the non-athletes it's like okay we're trying to get you through your day and get you a night's sleep here yeah um you know and what can we do you know and then there's also i think with the athlete a lot of what else what else what can you do okay you can't run because of plantar fascia what can you do can you bike pain-free maybe give it a try can you get in the water can you aqua jog um like we can keep you active but it's going to be in a different way right can you can you keep your cardiovascular up by doing the elliptical exactly yeah do people get frustrated like i don't know for me i know when i've come into you as an injured human being and then you poke my calf and then i start crying oh that that was did that really happen because that sounds really funny you poked my calf with your you didn't poke it you did the thing where you're trying to figure out what hurts oh yeah yeah and i'm like oh that doesn't hurt that doesn't hurt that doesn't hurt and then you hit this one spot and it's like woo and that hurt yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but it's It's like for me it's like when that's taken away like that's my way of like kind of dealing with the stresses of life gosh talk about mature yeah Yeah. man that's exactly what we do it for is yeah kind of deal with it it's our own therapy session it's either that or spend either either spend thousands of dollars on your bike or thousands of dollars in a therapy session (laughs) yeah i like bikes i know me too uh yeah, no, it's absolutely of what can you do. Yeah, guess what? You can't do this right now, and while it heals, here are expectations. We talked about that. Send yeah. them up. That's when people get mad at me is when there's miscommunication in the office. Hey, here's what we expect from this. Yeah. All right, let's talk about what you can do to get that release. Yeah. Because very rarely is it, you know, upper extremity and lower extremity where, yeah, sorry, man, you just have to sit you in the lazy boy. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Do you follow your own, like, if you get injured – and you're like, I know in my mind what I'm supposed to do, but I'm not going to do it. Do you do that? Or do you kind of like, are you smart about it? Or are you like every other athlete who, like me, is probably an idiot and is like, I'm not injured. I'm good. And then two days later, you're like, oh, that actually hurt it worse. No, yeah, I absolutely follow the advice of, well, I think I'll just keep doing it until it tells me I can't. <laughs> and as soon as it tells me I can't, maybe I'll deal with it until then can't hurt that bad but if i can know, still do it you know what the problem is bill though like no. sometimes sometimes you're able to push through and then it gets better it does yeah that's right so that's why not problem. why not figure it out <laughs> i know but then it's some... like you know what that's like coming into the doctor at like five days of a cold you're like really at five days oh yeah. gosh it's been a miserable five days i'm yeah. not i know but we we know that 
upper respiratory infections take two weeks to get better. Yeah. So why are you here? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe if I just wait, that knee pain will get better. Yeah. But or if you're like, if you're like, well, maybe if I just keep running eight miles, the knee pain will get better. That's awesome. That's probably not a good idea. That is such a runner's mentality. It is, but it's stupid. I know it's stupid. Yes, that is every time. Yes, that is a that is the runner's mentality of stupidity. (laughs) You have you know what though? Because if you were smart, you wouldn't run thirty five miles. Or as Doctor Richmond would say at the office. And what exactly were you running from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, that's interesting, man. I I was trying to think, like, what else I wrote down. Oh, yeah. Um, Crack me up. What about, like, okay, so I just want to hear real quick before we wrap up. Like, Colorado Adventure. Like, that's something that's kind of like a theme on the podcast is, like, the big fun like mountainy adventure stuff like i know you're you're into it for sure like oh where do what do you do like what kind of adventures have you had out here in the mountains yeah yeah, um i mean more recently it's been with the kids and it's been uh these epic hikes that we've done i think about covid last year was probably our best hiking year because guess what yeah you could be outside and have nobody around you and um uh, those have to these high mountain uh lakes um, were absolute favorites uh, with them this last year. Um, I almost hate to talk about the High Mountain Lakes because they're my favorite too. Oh yeah, so like, people might be like, oh, oh High Mountain Lakes me, are a thing. Let me go. I find don't think one. people know it yet, but I'm like, High Mountain Lakes are awesome. They are, and you know what I'm going to encourage you to do when you get to one? Swim in it, man. <sighs> really? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what you do. <laughs> what do you do when you get up there? I just sit there and eat a sandwich. <laughs> Like by a lake, by a pretty lake. I don't know. We we do judge the uh, air temperature, especially with the kids, yeah. to make sure we're not gonna, you know, have. Do they go swimming problem. too? Yeah, yeah. Again, it, it, look at your conditions, but yeah, man, that's yeah. like money. Yeah, so no. cool. You're up there completely by yourself. Oh, a lot of times. All right, I gotta. What high mountain lakes have you taken the kids to? Um, Off the top of your head, the one I was thinking of was if it was. Um, uh, Sand Beach Lake in Rocky Mountain okay. uh, National Park. Write that down. Um, the the other one last year was Columbine Lake. Um, this year we actually took my family was in town. What was the name of that one? I'm not gonna think of it. Uh, again, another Rocky Mountain National Park. Okay. Um, I feel like there's one other one I'm missing here that we were uh, we were just at in. Actually, up in your uh, mother-in-law's neck of the woods, uh, in that Silverthorn, uh, that what what is the name of that national uh, that forest right oh, there? Oh, is it like Cataract Lake or something? I've heard yes, of we that went, that That's exactly what we yeah, went to. It was lower, lower though. We couldn't make it up. We oh, went yeah. to Lower Cataract yeah, yeah. Lake. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good job, man. Thank you, man. I got I got you know a map in my head that I can. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, dude, those are the <laughs> best, man. Like. Do you have any tips for like taking kids adventuring? Because I've taken my oldest on a few longer adventures and there's, I mean, you definitely almost have to like go in with no expectations. Is that the biggest one? You just, you just took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. I was going to say stay within your means. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and plan. Uh, yes. And so no, we're, we're just able in this last year, once they're seven, you can do just about anything, I, except for maybe 14ers. I would probably wait a little bit. Yeah. But most any other hikes or bike rides, ski trips, you can do. Um, 
but then you also have to plan, um, meaning, yeah, it's a gorgeous day down here, but we're going to go hikes, which means we're bringing our rain jackets and extra yeah. food and extra water because when they bonk, ugh, bad news, brother. You know that, <laughs> right? Or if, like you said, if you have expectations of, come on, let's get to this lake. I know. Oh, no, man. That's not, my heart. Not unless you're willing to carry them. That's hard for me. I almost have to take them on a trail I've already been to. Because if I'm on a new area, I want to see, I want to see the whole thing. Yeah, our our backpacking trips have been best when there's been reconnaissance. Yeah, and so we're not carrying a heavy pack up some steep thing that the youngest you would just about. be miserable. Yeah. yeah, no, that's an important piece with families. Really know what you're getting into. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, man. And we also use Chinese food to like. I brought what? crab cheese wontons. What? This yeah, is man. brilliant. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna write a book on it's the called- trail. Yeah, we ate, we had leftovers, so every mile I would hand her a crab cheese wonton, and then we just keep going. That's some ultra running stuff for you. That is that's so where you smart. learn that stuff. <laughs> that you eat wontons when you're running? I don't. I mean, well, I would. Yeah, I had a <laughs> I packed a burrito this weekend. You ate a burrito? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not like a breakfast one, but one of those ones. No, it was like it was a breakfast burrito. What was that place in Iowa City, the home of the two-pound burritos? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Poncheros. Yeah, Poncheros. Yeah, you Poncheros. put a Poncheros burrito <laughs> in your backpack when you and you ate it while you're running. I wish I would totally put a Poncheros burrito in my backpack. That place is the best. That is the best. No, man. Um, I yeah, I just I'm like any food's gonna work. It's gonna get you through this. It's all about the calories. You were telling me that. Yeah, dude. You guys don't do that in triathlons? You don't have two-pound Ponchero burritos? No, man. I haven't seen anybody do that before. What would you? What would people do in like a legit competitive triathlon? Yeah, yeah. Halfway through the bike or something. Oh, halfway through the bike. Yeah, so that's your that's your uh, buffet time, Is right? that when you're eating the whole bike That's ride? your buffet time, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Trying to get it in because when you get to the run with all that mechanical jostling of the mm. stomach and intestines, you're just not going to be able to keep much down beyond – uh, you know, gels and, and liquid. Um, so what would the faces be like if someone just pulled out a burrito during a run? <laughs> because I feel like they would win. Yeah, you know what? This is what's great. What you're, what you're talking about is the difference between these anal triathletes who are just goobers on the road especially um, with their, you know, uh, arrow bars and and slick skin suits and yeah and compared to this endurance athlete who is absolutely an older crowd who is out there to have fun and maybe yeah. accomplish something and see this awesome part uh that would just pull out a burrito man uh, i love that i love that each sport has their i don't know sort of identity or personality to it i do i do too that's what makes it fun but all right, man. Well, hey, we should probably wrap up. Well, yeah, I think your uh, your wife was just waving me in for dinner. Oh, sweet. That is awesome. I heard Thank she's her making for dinner. Making that up for us. <laughs> hey, I heard she's going to finish my in basket tonight, too, after. I think so. I think she's going to take all of your workload. And yeah. yeah, you know what? I'm going to. That's good because I'm going to need a day off tomorrow to recover from this conversation. She's the like. Of laughs. Okay, so I have to brag about her. You probably know this. Because she's, she's freaking awesome. She is, right? Yeah. Okay. I want her to listen to this. No, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's awesome in many ways of either handling patients with diagnosis, handling patients with just personalities that are tough to get along with, and then also just being a good partner of, hey, what do I do with this? Or, hey, you want to just chat for a second? 
yeah. it's the whole kit and caboodle to work with her. And it's funny because we've certainly had people come and go from the clinic, um, but I feel like she'll she'll just be there because she's just just solid. Yeah. Just solid. Even yeah, it's good. Like everyone, I've because yeah. I you know you guys don't talk much about your jobs and stuff, obviously. But like everyone who's come up to me at like my school and stuff who have oh, interacted with her, yeah. they're all like, "Oh my gosh, she's so amazing!" and all this stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, "I know, yeah, I know." <laughs> who do you who do you think you're talking to? I'm her husband. I know. No, I, I know. Right. Hey, hey, hey! I, yeah, that's right. I won the game, man. I married her. Yeah. Uh, you think I don't know this? Yeah. Come on, dude. That's awesome. How fun is it though to, uh, oh man, just uh, have people tell you how awesome your spouse is. Well, it's cool it because good. I don't get a seer do it. Like I don't get a seer be a doctor. Yeah, you, know what I mean? you, you can't like. It's not like yeah, she, yeah. Go ahead. Just okay. like she doesn't get to see me be a teacher. Yeah. You know? Right. But but yeah. Man. Anyways, I had to get some props in for her at the end. She, it's because she's awesome. All right. Thanks, Doctor Bill, for coming on. Uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. <laughs> We're going to do it without the recordings and, yeah, and maybe cool a drink in our hands. That's hand. cool with me. <laughs> All right. That wraps up this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you, Dr. Bill. Uh, that was awesome. I'm hoping to do this again at some point. Um, just super fun. Good excuse to sit down and, and chat for an hour and get to know somebody better. So I uh, hope you all enjoyed that. Um, hope you're inspired to go out do something adventurous or something challenging or just something fun, something you enjoy. Um, because at the end of the day, isn't that the point of this, of all this, you know, like you go out, do something that you truly enjoy that like connects with your soul and fully enjoy it. Um, you know, I, I realized that the other day cause I, I haven't been training for anything since the races that we talked about in this. Um, and it's just fun to go out and be like, I don't know, maybe I'll do this many miles today. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll do more. I don't know. Let's see how I feel. Um, and doing it by feel is kind of a whole new, different experience um, that I do. Like I make sure I take the time to do this every year uh, at a certain point and kind of slow down. And life's been super busy lately, like really, really, really incredibly busy. And it is important to kind of consciously take those moments to slow yourself down and and really just open your eyes to all the good things that are around you all the time um so yeah that's gonna wrap up the episode though guys thank you so much for listening we'll be back at you next week with another like a bigfoot um but i do truly appreciate your support um this is episode 272 and i'm slowly making my way to episode 300 which is crazy because it seems like just yesterday we're doing episode 200 or 100 or one (laughs) um so yeah so thank you guys for tuning in uh and we'll get back at you